Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather, as usual, and I am joined by a familiar face to the podcast, Kristen Kunzelman. Kristen has been on previous episodes. She was on F4 and also episode 112 from band director to making 10K in her eighth month of business. Kristen is back today to share with us some exciting news in her business and to just catch up and kind of tell us what she's been up to since that episode aired in April and the mini-sode that episode uh, that aired in June. So Kristen, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great, Heather. Thank you. Awesome. So you just got back from a trip to Peru. How was that? It was amazing. Everyone should go to Peru if they are able. It was really cool. I brought back a stomach bug, but yeah, we went to the Amazon jungle for three days and Machu Picchu and it was amazing. It was really great. What was the weather like over there? Uh, Lima, the capital is actually like Pacifica out on the coast where I live. So it's actually very similar to Northern California. And then the mountains, we lucked out and had great weather. The mountains were sunny and warm. And then the Amazon was cloudy when we were there. It should have been 95 degrees and like 90% humidity. And it was not that, which was great. That's awesome. Good. What was your very favorite thing about that trip? Like if you could say, you must do this one thing, what was it? The two things, the Amazon jungle and the hike to Machu Picchu. Like okay. the Amazon jungle, like we literally had monkeys like running around in trees above us and got to be like hiking and seeing everything. And then the Machu Picchu is just, you know, like everyone's seen the photo of it, you know, like what it looks like. But what you don't know is like it's 360 degrees of just beautiful Andes mountains around you. And it's so remote. And the people there are so proud of their traditional culture. And yeah, it was great. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get into talking about what you've been up to with your business. Do you want to kind of tell us you celebrated your very first year in business? Tell us like, give us the business rewind for the year. Business rewind. Oh my gosh. I did not prepare that. So when I was here, I had just taken like pediatrics, just added working with sweet little adorable babies. I just love them. So I'd added that to my practice. I rejoined your 12-month group, which was great to be back in coaching, taking a lot of seminars this year, and really just kind of settled in to like, this is how, like, it just feels like normal and good now the way I want it to feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've kind of arrived in that. And now it's like, carry on, you know, and keep doing things. And it was interesting when I hit about December, so which was my eighth month in business, you know, my teacher brain, like I'm not, not a teacher still, you know, it's like once a teacher, always a teacher. And so my brain's kind of started to dive into like, what's this process that's going on with clients? Like I was a client for five or six years, you know, and then I learned so much of becoming a therapist and going to SES and T4T. And there's a magic about MFR that you don't get in other modalities. And that's the great opportunity of it. And how can we bring that alive more for our clients? You know, and a lot of clients come in, they're just like, my shoulder hurts or my neck hurts or, you know, they just come in for their pain and there's so much to offer them, you know? And so my brain started, it was some of the work with like your raise your rate process. And then once you're in your coaching group, like who is your ideal client? And I had a couple of clients over the year that just blew my mind that you could have clients like this, you know, and not just the ones that are kind of fighting you on why are you working on my hip if my shoulder hurts, you know, and um, these clients just like ate it up and read all the books, you know, that I have out on my, I always keep books out. I love books. And um, it's just like this whole other level of getting to treat clients, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have, it's not just me that has that with clients, Mm -hmm. but it's really cool when you can 
do that with your clients. So how can you make that more of the, like the common thing as opposed to an uncommon experience, right? Like how can you kind of have every client be an ideal client or every process be an ideal process, even though they're all going to be so different. And so my brain kind of switched the spring into like, what's this process going on? You know, because I'm very curriculum oriented and um, I have like a master's degree in education. And a lot of that work was in curriculum design. And I was band director. There's no curriculum for band directors. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> a blessing and a curse. You make everything yourself, but you also get to make everything yourself. Yeah. And no one knows what you're doing anyway. So that you can do whatever you want. And when I was a teacher, you know, when I would teach kids instruments, it's like, yes, this note means this, you know, you play these fingers on this instrument to get this note at this time. But there's so much more. It's like you should know about music and you should know some music theory and you should know some music history and you should know world music, you know, like of other cultures around the world. And so my brain just loves to have create like a really encompassing experience of whatever it is. And um, so in that case, it was music. And what was really funny is after I'd about hit, you know, up to about a year, a little over a year, it's like, no, I need to do this for my clients here too, you know, and it's not just come in and fix your shoulder or whatever. It's like, there's this whole process that goes on with myofascial release that we can bring alive for our clients. And it's kind of my job to do that, you know, and how can I best do that? And so I started to want to create materials and, you know, essentially like handouts, right? Like a teacher handout to give mm -hmm. to clients on different topics. So I kind of had these ideas started and I need to do a shout out to Chris Domingo in Berkeley because I was kind of chatting with her over the summer. I was getting, you know, treatment from her and we're chatting afterwards. And I told her, she's like, so what are you up to? What are you doing? I was like, well, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to start making these brochures for my clients. And I was telling her, and she's like leaning and she's like, I want to buy those from you. Like, let me know when they're ready. I love her so much. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So these things that I want to make, maybe somebody else wants them too, mm -hmm. you know? And so it was like this organic process that led into like a whole second business that I've now essentially started. Mm -hmm. And so what I created, so I didn't want to make full out brochures. That's too much, you know, but like, so we make rack cards. And they're on my website and let's like, let's pause for just a second and back up just a minute. Yeah. Okay. So you had this epiphany, like I'm a teacher. I'm always a teacher. This is part of me. And then you started to really think about MFR in this bigger picture of like, I've got ideal clients. How do I create all ideal clients or how do I create this education aspect for them so that they can get a deeper meaning out of myofascial release, kind of like how when you taught music theory and taught like, you know, you went a little bit beyond the surface of just play these notes on your instrument, or this is your fingering position, that your students could have a richer experience. So tell me about what you've created now to create this richer experience for your MFR clients. So I thought through, I was like, what are some, you know, say you have a client for like 12 sessions, to, you know, two packages. If your client has never heard you talk about unwinding, are you doing a disservice for them? If you've mm -hmm. never talked about healing crisis, if you've never talked about self-treatment, if you've never talked about like how emotions affect your body mm -hmm. and memories and past traumas, you're doing a disservice. In my opinion, you are doing a disservice to your clients because that is the great opportunity of this work. And so, you know, when I first started my neck hurt. You know, I'd had whiplash. I'd had three neck injuries. I was miserable. I couldn't sleep, couldn't carry groceries, you know? And so it's like over time, yeah, like, yeah, you want it to get better, but like, there's so much more, like, what if you get rid of all that stuff from the past too, you know, and all these other things that are going on in there that you never realized were causing all these physical sensations that are not fun. Yeah. And so I made rack cards kind of on these topics to send home with clients. And so I treat it you know, people can use them however they want. I actually kind of treat it like a curriculum with my clients and it's not set. It's not like on visit one, they get this or two or three or whatever. It's just kind of like a general progression through the concepts, mm -hmm. you know, if, and when they're ready. And if they're coming in in crisis mode, like, yes, you help the crisis. But if it's, it's kind of, I also started to realize I wasn't really talking as much with my clients by like the fifth or oh, sixth yeah. visit. Yeah. You just didn't make it, making a lot of assumptions. Like they know this, they're bought in Yeah, or like, how are you feeling? Oh, this is feeling better. Good. You know, like yeah. what are you today? And so this is so cool. So these rack cards help you open up conversations with them and also like 
drip out content specific to what you want them to be thinking about related to the treatment that they're getting. Yeah. So smart. I love it. Cool. So like their first visit, like I have a brochure that I'm not selling this just for like me and how I like to do my practice. And so I give them that and I give them the healing card crisis, like Mm -hmm. right. Or the healing crisis card right Mm -hmm. off the bat, because that can happen after the first one. I don't want them disappearing. I want them to know like this could happen. It may not. And do you also like verbally talk to them about this or do you just hand the card and expect the card to do all the heavy lifting? No, I talk about it a lot. Okay. But I can see like, it could be really valuable for therapists who are super uncomfortable talking about it to bridge that gap. And I think that's a great opportunity. I talk about it a lot with healing crisis because I've had many of them and I know Mm -hmm. what good comes from it. Yep. To the point that like my clients will come in and like one of them said, and she's like, that thing that you said was going to happen, happened. And here's what happened, blah, 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 blah. But I knew it wasn't a crisis. I love that. It's like educating a, like a 10 year old girl, like your period is going to come eventually. Like, here's what to do. Right. <laughs> so then when they get it, they like, no, they have supplies on it's hand. It's not like, weird. Like, it's like, fine. And yeah, also like normal. a couple of my clients are even like, they'll walk and be like, you're totally wrap, and you're going to be so excited. I couldn't yeah. sleep for four hours last night. I was in so much pain. Yeah. I was like, why am I going to laugh? And they're like, because you get so excited about like us going through these healing mm-hmm. crises and getting better. Yeah. And you're able to get excited about it, about this part of the process, because you are not afraid of it. No. And like, I just want to offer this to everybody that's listening to us or watching us. Like this is available to you too. Kristen doesn't have a rare disorder that makes her like healing crisis. (laughs) That's not a a thing. But what you do have is on purpose, learning how to talk about it and on purpose, like titrating your nervous system to not make it a problem when other people are hurting and they're, you know, having big emotions or big experiences and coming to you to fix it. Like, you know, your place, you know, your role in that. And it's just huge flex to be able to be excited when someone else is feeling like shit. I know it makes us sound terrible, (laughs) but it leaves you in a position of leadership with your client and also immense safety. I just want to share this really quick. Like I just had five hours of MFR over the weekend. I'm in a healing crisis. I have vertigo and my therapist, Sarah Martin, shout out, said to me, you have not had a setback this is exactly okay where you're at. Like nothing's gone wrong. And even with all of my experience and everything I'm exposed to, right? Like I'm a coach for you guys. I should just have my shit together. It's just not true. It's just as scary for an expert as it is for someone who's never had this happen, not feel good and get vertigo or like all of the things that can happen. And just her ability to say those words to me made me feel so much safer. And it actually like snapped me out of like the road I was going down. Like I might need to go to the hospital, you know? And we just have to remember like our role and how important it is. So back to these cards and your procedure of how you hand these out and talk to your clients. I love it. Yeah, it's so helpful. I like giving that one out the first time because you just never know. And it also kind of just gets it out of the way and you can refer back to it later. Some of their cards, so I have like a self-treatment card. Mm-hmm. What was interesting making these cards, as soon as Chris said I would buy these, it like up the ante, you know, and it was like, yeah. oh, Chris Domingo wants these. We got to make them fancy. So like, you know, if <laughs> other people could be buying these, who I completely respect, like let's, yes. let's up the ante a little bit. Let's make them, you know, even better. Yeah. And it was a really interesting process to take so much information that we have from seminars and from books and all the trainings and really distill it down because you want it to be simple. You want it to be digestible but you want the right simple bits in there. And you want it in terms that they use. Yeah. And you want it to just not be too much. You know, it's like you have to balance a lot of things and there's so many things you could choose to say. And so they're intentionally really simple. And what was a really fun process over the summer is I made some drafts and I sent them out to about six or eight therapists around the country from your group. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, hey, do you want to be part of this? Do you want to edit this? I'd really love to have your feedback. And they gave great feedback. That's you know, amazing. some people were really like typo oriented and like <laughs> change this word. And I do that. And I love that. I love really detailed stuff. And some people yeah. were like, yeah, I would maybe do this, you know, and just yeah. concept. And so it was great to get, and they have so much more experience in terms of time working with clients than mm-hmm. I do. So it was really valuable to get their opinions and thoughts and it made it stronger. And then, yeah. So this self-treatment one, this is on YouTube too, right? So yeah. Self-treatment one, 
it's great because it kind of, every one of them, it's like, it has like the most basic important idea up at the top and then on the front. And then the middle section is like some bullet points that are really important. And, you know, they say all the time, like even five minutes a day will make a difference. Right. And I live in a very stressed out, busy area, Silicon Valley, (laughs) like everyone's busy and everyone's an overachiever and has to do so much, you know, as I just pick one thing, one thing a day, that's all you need to do. Cause otherwise they turn it into like, I need to do a 90 day program of, you know, and I was like, Oh yeah. It just becomes another thing to do. I'm going to use it against (laughs) myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, we are great at that out here in California. And then the back, it talks about, like, I started off with like the body scan. And again, I don't know if this is the Bay area or if it's, it's probably all over, but so many people, number one, they're disconnected from their bodies, but number Mm -hmm. two, we just assume a lot and we don't feel a lot. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my neck always hurts. I should do a thing for my neck, you know, but I'm like, well, wait, let's like scan through and like what actually is the most right now. And then they're like, oh, it's actually like my left knee. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. then we got to do something for your left knee, not your neck. Yeah. And so we talk about that, talk about therapy ball the myofascial stretching and jiggling and the jiggling one is fun. Like people sometimes are kind of skeptical about it. Like I was, when I first did that as someone, I was like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with us? People yeah. bouncing up and down, you know, <laughs> and then it turned into like my favorite thing and it helps a lot of people. And so, so yes, yeah, so I'll give them the self-treatment card. And I do find with people that having a reminder sitting around is really helpful for them because most people want to get better. And, you know, most of the clients coming in are genuinely open to participating in that process, Mm -hmm. but people are busy and people are at kids and schedules and things and whatever. And so I'm like, put the card right next to your work desk or put it in the living room where you watch TV at night or somewhere, put it somewhere where you're going to see it and do something. And then maybe put your ball right next to it. And while you're watching, you know, a sports game or whatever, you know, like sit there and do something at the same time. Yeah. And so we're trying to make it just like a nice reminder, nice, easy things. And the other thing I like about it is like therapists can really make it their own because mm-hmm. it's so simple. And hopefully I didn't put anything in there that's too many differing opinions on. I tried to keep it like the most general things that we all would probably agree on. But past that, you know, th- some therapists are so amazing at teaching self-treatment and ways to do stretching and ways to use the ball and like, therapist will know their client best too. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. if your client needs a certain thing, tell them, you know, or if you teach some other thing, like do that, like, oh, I have these great cards and they've left off this really important thing that I want to teach you, you know, and like, yeah, therapists can make it their own, which I really like. But one of the threads of all this also is like, I'm a visual learner and a lot of people are visual learners. And so there's visual, like you learn by reading information, writing information. It's like, I'm always taking notes in seminar, even though we're probably not supposed to. So I go back and I review them and I read them. And that's the way that I learn. And some people learn really great orally by listening. And so those clients are already taken care of if you're talking about stuff at your sessions, but the people who need to really read it and process it, or maybe they're not in the right mental space when they're Mm -hmm. sitting in your office anyway, it's like they can take it home and kind of incorporated on their own timeline. I really like that part. So yeah, so great little reminders to send home. You know, we talk about in teaching. I had a mentor tell me once when I was just out of school, like you should be able to teach the same concept like 10 different ways. Yeah. Because just because you have this great way to teach it doesn't mean that all your clients are going to learn it that way. Mm -hmm. And So you have to, you should be able to teach it this way and that way and this way and with this analogy and this thing. And the more you can be diverse in how you're talking about these concepts, like the higher chance that something's going to land. And you probably see that with your coaching. It's like, you could say the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. or do it different ways. And then there'll be that one moment you say it different and someone's light bulb just goes off. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Heather, like, how come you've never taught this before? And you're like, well, I've taught it like a hundred times, but like, yeah. that was the one thing that got them to really learn it. Yeah. I love that. That's kind of like the same concept of like repeating even if you don't have 10 different ways of teaching something, saying it multiple times the same way, sometimes will trigger the same light bulb that can go off, like repeating seminars. I know I've repeated all of the seminars so many times now, but when I hear things from where, like the space and time that I'm in at the seminar, some of the techniques seem completely new to me or the information seems new. Like I'm hearing it in a new way. So maybe your client is like in so much chaos when they come for their first treatment all the way up through their 10th treatment, but the chaos has shifted and now they can hear what you're saying totally different or like they're feeling into their body totally different. It is like such a great opportunity to be able to 
have these resources available to give to clients wherever they're at in their journey. And as the MFR therapist, wherever you are at in your journey with your business, because there can be so much chaos and confusion and overwhelm and low self-esteem in the beginning that you could use a product like this that you've taken the time to curate for people and they can use it in a way to help themselves titrate their nervous system up to be able to say the words more and to come up with how they talk about it without the pressure of having to do it perfectly because it's perfectly enough as it is on the cards that they can get from you. So that's a really valuable resource for MFR therapists. Now I've seen the rack cards I have, I'm in possession and they're great. And I think it's just such an awesome thing to have resources like this available, especially made from an MFR therapist and not like just some publishing company that's like using AI to like print out materials, right? Like it's from you, you've like played with the material, you've tested them out, you have proof of concept and people are buying these. Like, how's it going selling these? It was funny when I was getting ready to like launch and there's so much busy work to just make it Mm -hmm. happen. And then I kind of had two thoughts. I was like, well, what if nobody buys them? And I was like, well, I should only buy enough product that like I would use it over the next five or 10 years. Just in case it's flops. <laughs> Just yeah. in case nobody, I don't, yeah. don't want to lose money on this adventure mm-hmm. or lose much. But then like a couple of days before I launched, I was like, what if I didn't order enough? Like, what if a lot of people want to buy these? And I was like, uh, I, I'm not going to think about that. Like, let's hope for the middle ground. Like a few yeah. people want to buy them. <laughs> and so when I lodged, I sold out all of everything I bought within one week, which was a very cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's so fun. I did not know that. Yeah, it was fun. So cool. I didn't buy like a ton, but it was gone. And I was like, oh, I need to order more already. So yeah, sold out is sold great. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. And I love seeing like some of the therapists have sent me pictures of like their displays in their offices mm-hmm. and how they have it set up. And some of the therapists have made little labels. There's a space at the bottom in case people don't know, like there's a big blank space at the bottom and you can put your own business label there, which is helpful mm-hmm. if you're giving them out or at a fair or something like that. Yeah, that's so great. Like you do not have to recreate these materials. They're, they're already like crafted and curated for you to consume and reorder and give to your clients, which is so cool because it's so nice when you can use your resources instead of having to reinvent the wheel. Like, sure, someone could like make their own brochures or whatever, but then you have to like figure out what to put on them. And then you have to figure out like the font and the color and the size and the texture of the paper. And is it going to be shiny or matte? And like all of those things, right? (laughs) And like you, you've taken care of all of that for people. So it's just like, just order it get it shipped to your house. And then you just have it. You get to bypass all this. I love it. I hope people use it. I don't know. Yeah. And it's interesting process too, like making myself give them out and like talk mm-hmm. about it. And you know, the, the ones on unwinding and emotions were very interesting and you kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm still new or maybe other people do this too. You know, you're kind of like, well, that person's never going to unwind. They're like in this box or whatever. And <laughs> this person's not going to talk about their emotions. You know and I was like? That is so not like you need to push yourself to just give these to everybody. Yeah. And it's been fascinating because often you're wrong in your own perceptions. I mean, like, it's like John says, you need to get out of your own way and just offer, yeah. you know, the best. You open the dialogue, right? Like it opens up what is possible for someone who may have never known, like before we are introduced to unwinding or emotions, like we have no idea what's available to us. We're just doing our lives according to like, however we've been trained up. And then something else is offered to us and we get to opt into it or opt out. Just like when people come into our treatment room, they can be made aware and like given these opportunities to explore their emotions, to explore unwinding if we give them those opportunities, but if we decide ahead of time, like this person's like too square for this, like, or whatever, right. We cut them off from what's possible for them. It's not necessarily them cutting themselves off. Like a lot of it has to do with us and how we present it to them. It's absolutely that. And normalizing it and just talking about it casually the week, there was a week. I just like, I'm giving out the emotion cards, you know, so like all my clients that had been here for a long time. So like Mm -hmm. everyone got the emotion talk, you know, in the emotion card. Yeah. Next week, everybody's crying. (laughs) So then they all came in and I will tell you, we had some of the richest conversations about how things are showing up in their body across the board. You know, like these light bulbs are going off for people and, you know, a lot of the magic that you create in your coaching group, when somebody realizes where an emotion is in their body and what's the layer under that, like what's underneath that, you know, that level of awareness 
that is so magical to see with clients because it's like their stuff just starts to lift off and they're like, oh, this is from what I felt as a child from this situation or that situation. Or I I feel this emotion at work because I didn't want to feel that. Or, you know, it's just so shocking to me. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, but just people's like real honesty that came out and their awareness just taking a leap up and from very surprising people that I wouldn't have guessed, you know, from like, you know, sports dads or like, Mm -hmm. you know, people that are very controlled and like, don't want to feel anything. And it's this little card kind of gave them permission and just enough information to like open that door. Yeah. It just makes them curious, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. say you have to do these things in order Mm -hmm. to get a result. I think is a mistake a lot of MFR therapists make. So if this is you just like, you know, order some rec cards where like we think (laughs) we need to really pressure people into having unwindings or really pressure people to feel so that we can feel more successful or so that we can decide that like the treatment we're giving is good enough. And I think it's, this is just a valuable conversation to have where just opening the door, a tiny crack by giving these cards gives someone the idea to just possibly think differently about what's possible or to be curious. And it's like that curiosity that can change everything. Not us saying like, you need to unwind or you're not going to get better or what, you know, whatever. We have to be like really aware of our expectations on our clients and like how we present these things. We don't have to be careful, but I think we should just be very aware of how we're doing it and how much pressure we put on our clients when we need them to perform in some sort of way for us to feel better. Right. And it starts with like really being aware of those preconceived judgments that we have on people is like, this person is this way. Therefore they're never going to get here. And like, right. Like we do it like a bias that we have in our unconsciousness that we aren't even aware of. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, so much happens outside of our room, Mm -hmm. you know, that to just expand on the point you were just making, why I love these rec cards also is that they take it with them later. Mm-hmm. And some people are really private. Some people don't know what's going on inside their head or inside their body. Yeah. And some people just need time. And so it's like they can take this thing away with them and, you know, revisit it whenever they happen to come across it in their house or whenever. Mm-hmm. And they can have their own, you know, process kind of happen more privately if that's important yeah. to them. And they sometimes like they don't have to perform for us or come up with something in the moment. Like that's not what it's about, but they, can just, it it enables them to do things more on their timeline. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really was surprised by is like, as a teacher, you get these little notes from parents at the end of the year. I'm like, my kid loved her class or whatever. And there was one, I got one, this little boy, he played saxophone. He was very sweet. He didn't say a word ever. He was like, totally, he like watched and played and whatever. He never got in trouble. And at the end of the year, his mom wrote and said, you were his favorite teacher. And this was his favorite class. Yeah. He never talked to me. He never engaged, you know, you know, and it's just like, you have no idea what's going on in someone else's head and in someone mm-hmm. else's experience. Like just because they're not giving us outward signs of like, this is working and this is so great. And this is what I feel. And this is whatever, yeah. you know, sometimes the greatest things can happen and you will have no idea. And they may never tell you, you know, you start yeah. to learn to trust that also that like, you might be doing so much more good than you ever know about and they'll never say it, you know, Mm -hmm. and some clients tell you a lot and some tell you nothing, but this kind of resources help that process to happen a little bit more for those Mm -hmm. clients that aren't heart to heart, share everything and yeah, (laughs) really connected. Yeah, it's just true. Like you only know a fraction of the influence that you have or like the the Mm -hmm. impact that you're creating with whoever you're interacting with. So I think remembering that is key too. Like, you only know what people share with you. And then you, it's like a good assumption to know that like that's actually happening for like more and more people. Cause I think our brains tend to be like, well, if I'm not hearing it, it's not happening. <laughs> exactly. Like our brains want to see proof and we want to yeah. feel good and we want to know, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I've actually had some clients, like they'll do one package and they totally disappear, you know, and you're like yeah. kind of bummed. You're like, Oh, I could have helped them like so much more. Yeah. Then they come in again, like six months later and they're like, oh my God, this was so amazing. And now I had this other thing happen and, or they send in someone else. And it's like, just because they don't come back, doesn't mean that it wasn't good. Yeah. We don't have to take it so personal. I think that's like a good lesson too. Hey therapist, get ready to join the MFR coaches 12 month business foundation program. 
doors open November 1st through 15th. This is your last chance to join in 2023. When you join us in November, you get the option to use our payment plan at no additional cost to you. And I'll even send you my awesome workbook. Visit www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching for more information on the program and to get ready to join. Don't forget terms and conditions apply. See the show notes for more details. Let's talk about and kind of revisit the steps to the process of you creating this, what we're going to call a second offer. You're in my mastermind that hasn't started yet. And that is like all about like creating second offers and, you know, going beyond hundred K. But before you were in my mastermind, you've had coaching from me, but you've also had other people help you create this latest project. So do you want to kind of mention that briefly, like what the process has been like and I also, yeah. And then I'm gonna, I have other questions for you. Robert. Okay, cool. I'm excited <laughs> for them. You have an amazing resource of other people that you bring into our sphere and you've interviewed them on podcasts. And I like listened to six or seven different podcasts now because you've interviewed them and talked about them and, you know, the financial stuff and the, I don't just like so many great people. And you guys are all so talented as coaches and you all have your different little niche about what you're into. Mm -hmm. And so like, first of all, thank you for doing that. And I think that says a lot about you that you're not threatened by these other people, you know, or threatened if we go work with other people too. And so I really appreciate that. I've learned a lot from them. And so I've actually worked with two other coaches. One was Kristen Scove King. And that was more for just personal reasons. Like there's, crap from my history, like showing up in my business that I don't want Like, how do I get that out of there? You know, she was amazing. I loved her. The other coach I worked with this spring was Denise Bernieri. And she was also, I kind of clicked with her because she was a public school teacher also in New York Mm -hmm. city and got right up with the system and said, screw this. I'm going to go start my own business. Yeah. Plus she's a badass. Yes. Yeah. She's (laughs) really great. And all of you guys have different strengths. And so like, I feel like I'm just trying to capitalize on all the different strengths. Yeah. I love it. And so one of hers was curriculum design, you know? And so I just did what I did when I was a teacher. I never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, need to create this and this and this. And I had this big picture in my mind and then just made it happen. But this was such a new field. I was like, huh. You know, I'm sure there's a more, you know, like to your credit, not reinventing the wheel on everything. I was like, there's probably yeah. an easier way to do this. Like maybe this woman's got some great stuff. And she really did for me. And so I worked with her and she helped me think through like, what is that process? And she's really great about like your client comes in with at point A and then you, they want to get to point B. Yeah. So what are all these things that happen in the middle? And she's really great at teaching all of that. And her groups are not MFR therapists. They're like across like totally different professions, all entrepreneurial though, like you're running your own business. And so that was kind of interesting to be in a group with people who do other things. And Mm -hmm. I think there's some pros and cons to it, but you do get exposed to a lot of different ways of thinking and viewing something and you kind of step back, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And I think that was really helpful. So she was great. And the whole process, yeah, this spring, just to make it a little more structured, which is good for me. I love that. I just wanted to say like, I really appreciate and love and admire how much you take the resources that I put out and make them work for you. Like you just are like, oh, Heather's offering this. Like what happens if I just like investigate it just one degree further, right? And like, how far can this take me? Because I mean, there's a rhyme and a reason for why I interview who I interview and you know who I bring into the group, who guest coaches, all of these things. It's because like they're people that I have, vetted that I've worked with that I admire that I think like bring value. Otherwise it wouldn't make any sense for them to be on my podcast. Right. So there's like, it's, there's a lot of crossover, I think with clients in my group program, like in they cross over into like other people that I've brought in. I think it's really smart and cool and also fascinating how much faster you can go when you get the specific help that you need. And sometimes it's just hard to know what you need. Right. But like you, you latched on you're like, oh, curriculum, like here's a resource. I'm going to go do that. Oh, here's someone that can help me with like this aspect of my life. And I've, Kristen was my life coach for the entire, like last year, one-on-one. So like I spent an hour with her a week. So I know her very well and very, very helpful. So I'm excited for you. Like, I also just wonder like your overall quality of the experience that like the experience that you've gotten to create for yourself, like creating your MFR business with all of this support. 
and creating the second offer with all this support and future support secured. Like, what do you think about that? I think it's going to be awesome. I'm still in the like coming off of the busyness because it was yeah. a lot of busy work. Like, it's like you just gave birth to like a brand new thing. Like you gave birth to yeah. this MFR business. Now you gave birth to the second offer, right? Yeah. I feel good. I feel really excited. You're not burned out. You're not like, yeah. even though it was also just want to like bring up this point, like there's hard work, like working hard. And then there's like working hard without a purpose. And I just feel like this was so purpose-driven that it can be very hard work and it should be hard or everybody would be doing it. It's like the good heart. It's like the inspired work that like you're excited to wake up early and work on it or you get up on a Saturday and you're like, I'm going to go work on this, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's not a chore. It's not yeah, it's not a chore. It's not putting your health at risk. It's not putting you at risk. You're not risking your relationships to do this, like doing this in a way like that's sustainable and Sometimes business is a sprint. Sometimes it is a marathon. Sometimes it's a sprint and a marathon and a a hula hoop contest, like all at the same time, you know? But I think when you have this, like you can see the greater opportunity and you can see this idea of like, how can I make all my clients ideal clients? And then doing the solve for that. Like, that's what you've done. Like you have solved for yourself in a way of how to create the best clients for yourself by you being the leader in that, not hoping that and the best outcome, like the the best outcome I offer this, the more that they engage in it, it's only Mm going to get better for them. And that's also like part of the ideal client concept, right? It's not ideal so that you can make the most money and feel the best about yourself. It's ideal in that like the clients come to you are willing to get the education. You're willing to go through the discomfort of getting them on board, educating them, doing the treatments and keeping them long-term for the best result. More therapists now, because like, this is my goal, right? Is to have all therapists think in these ways about their clients. But I would say like the more basic MFR therapists out there don't take the time to think about these concepts and don't take the time to get past or to titrate their nervous systems up to get past where they're willing to be kind of bad at talking about MFR until they're good at it. And that's where I really think like this product can bridge that gap for people because, you know, it's like an in, it's a crack of the door. It's like a, I don't know the words yet, but I'm going to hand you this card and hopefully we can have a conversation about it. Absolutely. And if someone gets a card versus nothing, that's a win. That's better for the client. Yeah. It's a win. And if they grow, if that therapist develops their confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's a third party endorsement. Yeah. The process, right. It's like this other thing says you're going to be okay. You know, yeah. and I only made the other thing because everyone else was saying the other, yeah. like we all know within this community that you're going to be fine through a healing crisis, but like now this card says it and yeah, it's, it's official because it's printed. <laughs> and I can imagine, I mean, like my first month or two, like I didn't talk about unwinding with anybody. I didn't, <laughs> I don't even yeah. think I'd taken, I guess I'd taken unwinding before I opened, but like Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel comfy, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you don't get comfortable until you experience it enough and you just force yourself to do it. But then also that you see the value. It's like when you know why you're teaching something or talking about it, delivering it to the client and you're behind that reason, it gets easy. It's like, oh, I want to help you get here. We just got to talk about these things or do these things, experience these parts of the process and you're going to get there. Yeah. I love it. It's brilliant. Okay. You said you had some notes that you took and some other things you wanted to share. Where are you at with that? Where are we at in your notes? I think we've covered a lot. I was trying to kind of do both and make sure at the same time. Kristen did not bring a spreadsheet this time. So I'm not sure what's happening for her. And I have not fact-checked you on anything in a while. So (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any (laughs) fact-checked? I did have that one a while ago. That was pretty funny. (laughs) I will say the first four cards I made were definitely with like the client experience of when they're already working with you in mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not that we need to talk about Chris Domingo the whole time, but she's been so great for me. And Chris Domingo, the me. gateway drug to all great things, right? <laughs> <laughs> so she, cause she's like, I need to talk like later today. Do you have time? And I was like, uh-oh, what went wrong? Like something's wrong. And she's like, I know you're really busy. I know you're leaving for Peru, but you really need to make a new rat card. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I'm going to this festival and we need to make a general MFR card. Like what oh. is MFR? Yeah. And I was like, 
Oh yeah. That's like the most obvious one to make, right? Mm -hmm. Because that could be anybody's marketing, anybody that's going to a farmer's market or a wellness fair, you know, and I see people post and I was watching this even while I was drafting this new card that's coming out. It'll be launched by the time this podcast airs, but yeah. like someone posted in one of the groups, they're like, I'm setting up for a farmer's market. What should I take? And I'm like, yep. you need to take my cards, but they're yeah. not made yet. <laughs> yes. That's so good. I think this, like this idea and the second offer is so scalable. Like you're going to just be able to like add and add and add and add. And that's the cool thing. How can people contact you if they have an idea for a rack card? And would you appreciate that kind of content? Yeah, they can totally send us. Just email me. My my email's on the page or my photo's on there. Okay. So this new one, I think, I mean, Chris thinks it's going to be the biggest one. I agree. I think so. This one you don't actually have yet, Heather. It's just on pressure release therapy. Mm -hmm. And so it just talks about like, this helps you get out of pain, back to doing activities you love. So really basic, right? We could all agree on those statements. And then it kind of talks about like all the benefits. It's gentle, it's safe, it's highly effective for chronic pain, mm-hmm. you know, all the things, you know, the bullet points that we would offer to people that are thinking mm-hmm. about considering it yeah. and then why it's different. And then on the backside for anyone going to like some sort of fair or something, it lists, you know, like tons of the conditions, mm-hmm. even though we all know it can help everything, but yeah, like the buzzword ones and then how to find a therapist. And I realized on this printing, the website's wrong. So it'll be the right oh. website by the <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to print things out to find your I errors. MFR health. Cause you had that interview with John's son and yeah. talking about MFR health the whole time. So I just put mfrhealth.com and I didn't realize. Oh, that but was- that'll take him to the directory. Well, they need to update that. Hopefully they'll update that by pretty soon because it doesn't actually link through yet. So I'm checking it right now. I'm going to live check this. <laughs> we'll fact check through. Yeah. Are you saying it doesn't directly link back to... MFR Health doesn't, but if you Google search MFR Health, it goes to the directory. MFR Health does directly go to the directory. You just have to scroll down just one block underneath John's picture. And it just says, find a therapist. Right. If you Google search it, but if you put it in, no, just go to mfrhealth.com. It redirects to mfrtherapist.com. Maybe I'm out of date. Okay, good. That makes me really happy because I kind of freaked out yesterday Mm -hmm. because I made all mine and I made Christmas. Let me see the URL that you have on it. Just show me one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. good. Oh, that may all text her later because I was kind of freaking out yesterday. Yeah, you're fine. It just redirects to mfrtherapist.com, but it like actually is the MFR Health website. And when you just scroll down after John's picture, like it's like find a therapist, da 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 da. And plus, it's like such a good resource to send patients to because like there's blogging on there. Like there's, you know, all of the resources. You feel so much better. I thought I had like misheard that conversation or something, but these records are like for anyone who's trying to build up their practice and get more clients. These are the ones, right? So the ones I already made are kind of like your clients are in, you're helping their process. This one is like get more clients. The other thing I'll leave these out to, you know, like you always have the client that's like, oh, I was going to tell my friend about you. And you're like, here, take this, you know, like that's a perfect way to help get like the referrals Mm -hmm. increase. I'm going to make one for MFR for babies because they don't need my whole brochure for what I do with clients. They just need the stuff applicable to babies. Yeah. I'm going to make one on breathing. What's been really interesting to me, a number of clients, like they'll bring it up themselves. Like, I don't know how to breathe well, you know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, because, and I was like, wait, I've been trained how to breathe since I was like 10 as a musician. Right. Like, as a musician, you breathe totally different. Yeah. Mm. That's such a valuable skill that you have that like, I mean, I could probably do breathing exercises. I didn't realize people didn't have that skill. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is so good. I love it. I'm just wondering like all the skills you have that are going to translate to these. I don't know, but we're finding more and more that yeah. I would never have guessed. So I'll have one on that. The other one that's really interesting to me is like posture. Mm-hmm. That's also like a skill you've got from being a band teacher. Yes. Yes. And how injured and how much yoga I do. But it is really interesting. A lot of people have a misconception about what good posture is, you know, yeah. in different regions of the country, different upbringings, yeah. whatever are, you know, people older than us drilled into us, you know, stand mm-hmm. up straight with your shoulders or whatever. Yeah. And Thankfully, mine didn't do that. But a lot of people, they come in and they think straight is good posture. And that's also so detrimental. Yeah. So I did some, you know, I took Alexander Technique in college. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And um, a lot of musicians use it. And it's out of the UK, I believe. And it's like a whole bodywork system based on like postural alignments. Mm-hmm. 
And so they have a lot of really interesting concepts. And so it's kind of like starting to blend all of these things that I've learned about over the years and studied, but for the benefit of our clients, right? I love this so much. All right. We are getting low on time. So I just want to cover a couple of other things. I want to mention that you, a client from previous coaching programs, when I did like my 12 month coaching program, and now you're in the 12 month and in the mastermind, what are your thoughts about being in the 12 month program so far? And the differences, like, what are you most excited to see in the 12 month program now? I'm so happy to be back. I love just the constant, like, you know, you hear people work through things and maybe you worked through that in the past, or maybe you haven't worked through that yet or whatever. And it's just these amazing reminders all the time to like, keep your brain straight, keep your emotions straight. And like, you just stay on top of yourself so you don't spin out on stuff that's unnecessary. I just love that. And I love seeing people that are ahead of me on this little, you know, imaginary timeline and people that are just starting out. It's like, you're so excited for both. You're so excited for like when someone gets their first package sold, it's like, oh my God, I remember that feeling. Like it's really cool to celebrate each other's wins. So I love that part. I also really like revisiting all your modules. Probably the same reason I was talking about it for clients. It's like, we need that ourselves. You kind of revisit like, what is it we're doing? Why is this so beneficial for clients? Yeah. Who is my ideal client? Like I could probably go and the, you know, overcoming objections. Mm-hmm. You could go through those over and over and over and they just keep evolving as you yeah. evolve as a therapist. And it's so fun to see people that are ahead of me. Oh my gosh. When they hit some like really big milestones. It's cool. And there's little tidbits that just pop up, right? It's like one of them, I think it was Rob who's like, yeah, I go to, you know, T for T every year. That's my treat to myself. And I was like, oh my God, like I never thought about going to T for T every year. Like who does yeah. who does that? I could yeah. like and Sarah Borda goes every quarter. That is amazing. I know. Isn't that so fun? <laughs> it's so cool. That never had entered my mind before. Yeah. So just the influence of all of our colleagues is just mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I do love like the idea that all of you guys have like these fun relationships outside of coaching, but because you met in coaching, mm-hmm. so, like you can call each other on the phone and like bounce ideas off and meet yeah. at seminars and like maybe meet in real life just because, you know, outside of MFR stuff. I just, it's so I cool. really love that so much. Like I love looking at the network page of like everybody that's on there. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I love you. And you, like everybody is it's just so, so fun. It was so weird for me coming from a really built up community of like my music teacher friends mm-hmm. who were geographically close and then going to this and not knowing a soul, you know, like my yeah. first couple seminars, I didn't know a single person. I was like by myself, sitting by yeah. myself. I talked to my, like my neighbor at the chair, mm-hmm. didn't know anybody, you know? And so it's yeah. really fun to have friendships and really respect the people that you're interacting with. Yeah, we may do things different or whatever, but it's like you respect how they're growing and the choices they're making and what they're doing. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in the mastermind? Like, what are your plans for being in there? Your goal? That this is all the same stuff, but like exponential. I love that. The Bay Area is super expensive. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I can hit a hundred, yeah, I hit a rolling 100K. Let's like stop for there for a second. Like your first year in business, you hit, like if we just take a 12 month period, you've August hit to August. August to August, <laughs> 100K. Still not quite where you want to be for where you live geographically. No, not even close. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome information, right? Like it's yeah. not a problem. Not a problem. No, I was really proud of myself. And what's cool about that is I actually surpassed what I was making just straight salary from being a teacher. Yeah. So that was very cool. Working so way less hours way less hours, way better quality of life. Yeah. But yeah, the goal is a lot higher and I have a lot of financial goals and a lot of things I want to do and take care of. So I'm really looking forward to that support. Mm -hmm. The last fact check true I gave you was like, you always tell us, you're like, when you hit these big milestones, your brain starts to spin out. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Someday do you remember I'll... what the fact, what the thing was that you fact checked? You were like, this oh. is true. Was it when you hit hundred K? Yeah. It was when I hit hundred K. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. And I went a whole week and like, literally you were the only person I told. And then I was like, that's kind of weird. What's going on? Like you've told all your other goals to all your friends and like all yeah. your things. And 
So it's funny how your brain kind of spins out on different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super excited about it. The people in it, the ability to manage what's been interesting is like allocating your brain space to different parts. I'm really excited to pick your brain on, you know, if I'm like focused on the brochures, I'm not so focused on this business, you yeah, know, and how do you do both attend to all of it? And like, in some ways I have a lot of skills with that from my previous work. I was very good at managing all the pots on the stove. But these are completely new pots. Like we're cooking yeah. a new dish. And how do we make sure that we're not just creating pots that looked like the same pots that had me not mm-hmm. wanting to do that other job, right? Like yeah. how do we not recreate that? Because a lot of us, our defaults are just like to go back into like overdrive of like, oh, this is good. So then I'm going to like do it in a way where yeah. I can't sustain it. One thing that was really interesting, I have those little cards that they sell at the seminar where you pull out and it's like one of John's sayings. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of times throughout the summer, I got the card that says something about like, what will it look like when you hit your goals or when you reach your goals? Yeah. And I just, you know, like sometimes you just know in your body, you're like, that's a really important question for me. And like, I couldn't answer it. Then the client was coming. So that I just like, put away. Yeah. and that kept happening several times. And I really was like, okay, you have completely redesigned your life. You've made a business. You just made a new business. And everything's good. And now you need to decide how am I going to just settle into like, quote, like real life, just comfortable, like doing mm-hmm. the things I want to do. Cause there's only so many hours in a day. And so it's like, if you pour your energy into one project, you're not doing the other things that are important to you. Yeah. And so how do we design this fluctuating situation where it's like, you feel like you're doing all the things you want to do in your life, you know, and I can't say I've ever arrived at that. And I think honestly, that's like one of the goals I have for that mastermind is like, how can I keep bumping up the, you know, the income so that I feel good here in the Bay area, but how can I just kind of like settle into this new life with these businesses and like spending my time the way I want to spend it? Yeah. I think some of it is like actually realizing all the places where you're already doing that. Like you just got back from Peru, right? Like (laughs) really acknowledging that that's a big deal to go on a trip like that. And you have two businesses and you just hit a hundred K and do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, you have this and this, you have this thing and this, and like all of the ands. I think that like the idea of balancing thing, I know you haven't used the word balance, but like a lot of people are like, how do I find the balance? Like there's no such thing. There's no balance. I gave that up with Kristen's coaching. Kristen helped me with that. Yeah, (laughs) there just isn't. And like when we're looking for balance, we are missing all of the places where everything is just like already working. We're just not good at like accepting that we're just never going to arrive at like perfection. We're never going to arrive at like, I am balanced and I am stress-free, right? It's like, oh, I try. Oh my God, I want to be in that spot. <laughs> but what would happen if you, like that was no longer the thing to work No, for? that's not the thing anymore. No, yeah. I, I say that jokingly. I think for me, I'm very comfortable working all yeah. the time. But is that a problem? It's not a problem. But the other life buckets of like, I want to hang out with my friends or I want to relax or I want to just do this. You know, like I struggle to just bring it down and actually just enjoy and relax and do some fun things. That's not my forte. My forte is probably, yeah. And I think we'll work on this much more, but like one thing in the meantime is like, just start calendaring it, put Mm -hmm. it on your schedule as just something as important as a client coming in. Like Hmm. your relaxation time or your time with friends. I have to do that. Like I'm going to lay on the couch for 10 minutes and do nothing. (laughs) I have like on my calendar, like when I was like feeling really bad about like taking naps or whatever, and I don't need to take as many naps as I used to. But like, as I was building this, like there was a lot of naps to be had and there will still be naps in the future. I would just like write it on my calendar. I'm like from one to two, I'm laying flat in my bed. Even if I'm missing like some other like Zoom call I wanted to be on this is what's scheduled. And I would just like lay there and practice feeling the discomfort of that. And also how good it felt to just not do anything. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's like, you just like have to have the 50, 50 all the time. (laughs) Well, I think it's also like the thing about the calendar is you're validating kind of for yourself that it's important and that it's necessary. Yeah. And then it's up to you to like, watch yourself, like have it on the calendar and not do it and be like, Oh, interesting. I didn't do it. And then like, just trying again, like not making it mean that you're never going to do it, but like working towards the part where you can honor everything on your calendar. I'm still working, work in progress, but mm-hmm. 
it's on my calendar, it's probably getting done. If it's not, I will not even entertain doing it. <laughs> Unless it's like having a snack. I will always entertain snacks, but you know. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think this has been just a great full episode of all of the things that are possible for MFR therapists when they get out of their own way, they allow for their own creativity and they get a lot of support. And I think like when we boil all of this down, like you've put yourself in such a good position with a ton of support, not because anything was going wrong. You're very like driven, smart person that could literally do all of these things on their own. But I just think about like the experience for you, your experience of these things and how much fun and joy you've created for yourself around them is because of the support you've surrounded yourself with and your ability to not stop and like keep going and not burn yourself out. I admire that a lot. It's very good. And it's a good example of what is possible for other MFR therapists who are listening to this, like wherever they are in their journey. Maybe this is the first podcast episode they've ever listened to. Remember when like you were just a podcast listener? Yes. I met someone from your podcast and they were like famous. And (laughs) and now you're famous. You've been on the podcast three times now. So yeah, that's very fun. fun. Thank you for joining us today. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes. If you want to buy rack cards, I would love to ship them to you. So the address for that, it is, it does redirect to my website, but it's www.mfrbrochures.com. And so you can check them out and buy them. And there's a couple other fun, random things available on there too. And then my website itself is pacificmfr.com. Oh my God, my, I'm travel brain dead right now. I think it is. Pacific MFR, I can't believe I forgot that. Yes. All of the links will be in the show notes. So, and they will also go out like in the email, like the weekly email that goes out too. So yeah, you guys yeah. check the show notes. We'll verify the link. Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> I did that the other day. So you're, you're normal. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Kristen, again, thanks so much for coming on here and sharing everything with us. And we'll see you all on another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. And for anyone that's listening, that's interested, I am doing that sell MFR to anyone in any situation, which is going to be happening November 1st. So make sure you sign up for that. There is also a link in the show notes for that. And prepare to join my 12-month foundation coaching program, which is going to be open November 1st through the 15th with all of the special bonus enrollment items. So check my website for more information and I'll see you next week on another episode. Bye. One of my expert level skill sets is selling MFR. I honed this skill over a decade of working as an MFR therapist. I doubled down on this skill and became fully booked and then booked out for months and months and months at a time. But let's be honest, I kind of sucked at it before I ever figured out how to really sell MFR. I don't want it to take you as long as it took me to go from sucking at sales to awesome at it. Register for my training, How to Sell MFR to Anyone in Any Situation, right now. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR. The results that your clients get from MFR largely depend on your willingness and your ability to make excellent recommendations to your clients, which just means your willingness to sell MFR. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I'm going to say that again. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I've seen this time and time again. You're scared the client might say no, so you don't say anything at all. So instead of selling MFR, you allow the client to come at the frequency and spacing they want, and they get subpar results. Subpar results are never our aim as MFR therapists. If you aren't really good at selling MFR on purpose, subpar results will be what happens. Who wants to limp when they can run? Join me on November 1st at noon central time zone. I'm going to teach you how to sell MFR to anyone in any situation. You will notice an increase in your rebook rate. You will notice how brave you are in the treatment room during sales conversations. You will stop leaving it up to clients. You will start to be in control of your business and your schedule. This starts and ends with your sales skills. Register today at www.themfrcoach.com.
com backslash sell MFR. I'll see you November 1st at noon central. Links to everything are located in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12 month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.